Yeah, I agree. That's why. I, I think what well, was it? Divergent. Was yeah, that's the one that, yeah, I, that was, I was pissed about. And I, hated I read it. that too, and I said the same thing, and I was like, I mean, it was good, but like, it definitely missed all of the encompassing of the character, like. like the background really hard of the characters especially for four i was so pissed that his background story didn't get more like in depth they did not do a very good job about it at all the movie i feel like movies need to like narrate how books are written yeah like, I, harry potter was a little <clears throat> bit better with that because they like actually kind of like talked and she was part about... and she was part of the producing team too yeah which is why it confused me like there should be more narrative to it. Yeah. Put some, like, beforehand notes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like an s- opening character. T- yeah. And, like, Four has his ho- has a whole series. He has four books about him. So, like, you have a whole background story to work with. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, don't leave it for the sequel. It's not happening. Sequels don't happen. And even, even the sequels for Divergent, like, all three of the movies, the third movie, th- the book does not end that way. The book does not end that way, and that made me have, so mad. I know we already had this talk, but, like... Walk to remember. Uh, she doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, but, like, then they make her die in the movie, and it's, like... I know that some things are, like, you have to work things out for, like, being on screen, but, like, you take away from the good writing that... the And the time that the writer put into a book. Yeah, but they do that for other stuff, too, which bothers me. Like, you know if you watch, like, the, you know, based on a true story, or, yeah. like, this is on account of actual events but it's been dramatized yeah i'm like why are you gonna dramatize it for tv like just it was bad enough yeah ex- exactly exactly oh, all right are you ready i'm ready i said it first i know i'm i haven't even been asking wait am i doing the intro <laughs> no because i don't want to do the outro <laughs> hey you got through it i did get through it but i don't want to do it again I like my intro. It's my favorite. Am I still your lovely co-host? You are my lovely co-host. I said it last time. <laughs> I did say it last time. I know. But yes, you are still my lovely co-host. <laughs> All right, bring us in. All right, welcome to Table Talks, where deeper conversations are something highly sought after but rarely explored. And I have with me, as always, my lovely co-host, Alyssa. Hi, honeybees. All right, so what have you been up to this week? Anything uh, good? This has just been everything <laughs> and nothing at the same time. There's been lots of workplace drama, which I can't talk about. Oh, um, you're going to have to tell me about that later. <laughs> but I also went to this beautiful um, nature reserve yesterday. Mm. It was so pretty. That's awesome. Where's everything blooming? Oh, it was actually just 100% daffodils. <gasps> yeah. And there was... There was I think I said 27 different types of daffodils. They were planted during World War II, Hmm. which I thought was even more interesting. But this, it was like a hike. Bitch, I hiked. (laughs) I fucking hiked. It was uphill and everything. I made sure I wore the proper shoes. It was supposed to be a short hike, so I didn't bring a water bottle. So Mm -hmm. I was actually fine. But you go up a little bit, and then you see the daffodils, and... You definitely will be seeing it on my social media at some point. Like, I got so much good content. Oh, good. Um, but we walked the trail. We had, like, all this just out-in-nature moments. Mm. And I was just like, 
Okay, see, I, I can do this. Winter hiking? Not much for me. Out in nature with the sun on my face? I could do this. Mm. I was like, I could definitely do this more. Yeah. It was so pretty, though. Nice. So That's nice. awesome. What about you? Um, Not much. A lot of work. Uh, I did record my first YouTube video this week, so... Yeah. Promote that a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, It'll definitely be coming out sometime soon. I'm not going to put a date on it because I have a lot of other moving parts in my What's life it right about? now. Um, it is just me talking about social media and just basically what I already do on my Instagram, but visually appealing in a YouTube video, in a video, in like an actual video. And I was really proud of myself because I actually did pretty fucking good for my first video, I thought. And I was like, wow, okay, I could get used to this. Kick it ass. I'm so, so proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely was nerve-wracked um and I tried it one day and I just like I had my period this week so I was just not with it and I was like this isn't good like we'll just wait it out I'll wait this was my practice run it great like it's good as a backup if I need it but like no and then I recorded it the second time and I was like yeah I killed that one I was like I look like a scrub but I killed that one we're going with that one (laughs) Was it weird being in front of the camera? Definitely. It was very weird. And I caught myself, like, because I recorded it on my phone, I caught myself watching myself and not, like, looking into the camera. So That is the hardest part. Yeah. So I definitely, like, I'm like, okay, there's so much room for me to grow here. I think that's why I'm also, like, trying to do it because I know that, like, it's going to really make me step outside my comfort zone and, like, really challenge myself. And, like, we all know that's one of my favorite things to do. So I was just excited about it and I was like we did that shit bitch we did that shit and it's only like 30 to 40 minutes I want to keep them as short as possible because that'll keep my editing skills at a minimum (laughs) doing well and then also just keep my time for that short instead of having to feel like I have all of these things to do especially right now it's a good time frame I mean also the attention span of a YouTuber like people watch longer videos but Mm -hmm. if you go past like that 45 minute hour mark it's like some people just drop off. Especially for educational content. And I know that for myself. I'm like, usually 30 minutes is about, like, my max that I can stay engaged for any sort of educational content. Much outside of that, I feel like I'm taking a class and my brain just starts, like, <laughs> shut right down. So I definitely was like, okay, 30 minutes is good. I recorded a little bit more than 30 minutes knowing there was, like, sections where I was like, okay, pause. One second. Wind that back. Let's try again. So, like, I know there's moments I'm going to have to cut, for sure. <laughs> the words are hard phrase, I always say. Especially last episode. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's all. That was what I did this week. So, what are we talking about this week, love? Attraction. Ouch. The Sebastian. <laughs> that was my worst sultry voice. <laughs> you want to do a take two? <laughs> No, I just sounded like, you know, like, you ever seen those blue pill commercials, and they're just like, try Viagra. <laughs> yeah. That, that was what I just said when I said attraction. That's looking funny. Anyway, we're talking about attraction. We're talking about all the different types, what you experience during attraction, turn-ons, turn-offs, the whole shebang. 
I think it's going to be a great start because we have some great episodes coming up where they're going to kind of fall in line with these. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to be like a lot of like fun dating relationship type episodes. Yeah. So. With a lot of personal experience thrown in there like we always do. So yeah. I mean, this is my bread and butter. I love this <laughs> shit. So let's dive in. All right. You want to give me what the definition of attraction is? Yes. So it can be an attractive quality, magnetic charm, fascination, um, enticement. A person that or thing that draws, attracts, entices you in, or a characteristic or quality that provides pleasure, an attractive feature, for example. Now, what of those, do you have a word that you just read for the definition that is your favorite? Because I do. I would say entices. Really? Okay. Mine's magnetic charm. I I do agree with that. I I love magnetic charm. Mm-hmm. It is something that attracts me. But I think that when I think of attraction, enticing you to come closer. Mm. Whatever it is, it whatever it's that's really that you you in. That's what it is. That's why for me, I chose magnetic charm because like if you can re- like if I'm like constantly like sitting there like peeking at you at the side of my eye, I'm like. Oh. I don't know why, like, I'm very, like, there's, there's a pull of magneticism here that I am, (laughs) hi, how are you? (laughs) I totally think the the magnetic portion, I think when I think of charm, I think that, like, someone's, like, a smooth talker, Mm. so that's why I think enticing sat more for me, because, you know, sometimes people are attracted to just, like, what you look like, Yeah, and you're like, (laughs) 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 wrapping me around your finger, you don't even know it. Yeah. (laughs) So, I loved that. Um, I also had some cool facts on, like, the effects of attraction on the brain. Okay, give it to me. Which I thought was I really think, interesting. It yeah. was a Harvard article. Um, so, we I think we kind of know about dopamine. But dopamine is released when we do things that feel good to mm. us. So, dopamine is actually produced by the hypothalamus during attraction. Um, so, for example, it's like when you're doing quality time or having sex, your dopamine is released... Because it feels good to you. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, high levels of dopamine and norepinephrine are released during this attraction, making us giddy, energetic, euphoric. Giddy. <laughs> <laughs> or even leading to um, things like decreased appetite or insomnia. That's the part I thought interesting because we all have that like that phrase, you know, like lovesick. Mm-hmm. You can actually experience physical things like loss of appetite yeah not being able to sleep because you were attracted or in love with somebody Mm. and I was like yeah Mm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, so there are quite a bit um of different types of attraction I know there's like the main five I think I would say but I actually found like seven okay which are a little, I thought that was more interesting because they break it down a little bit differently towards those ending ones. Okay. So. Give me the first one. I mean, romantic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> romantic attraction, I think, is the number one when you guys think of attraction. Yeah. Not in sexual attraction. Yeah, absolutely. So, romantic attraction is the desire to have a romantic relationship, but is different than sexual attraction. Mm-hmm. There can be overlap, but they don't equate the same. Mm-hmm. Romantic doesn't need to include physical or sexual contact, and I would. There was not much about romantic attraction, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Because you would think that that's like the main one, but I question if this was a more long term attraction. Because when you mm-hmm. think of romantic, you're in it. Yeah, you're looking for a romantic relationship. Absolutely, and like when, and it makes sense that you say like long term because if you think like in long term relationships, the things that keep things going are the things that keep 
like that keep a long-term relationship going are the things that keep things spicy. So it is like that romantic, those romantic gestures, bringing home flowers, going out on dates, making sure that you set, set quality time apart for each other. And like those sort of things, that's the more romantic side of it than like just the sexual intimate acts. Yeah. The romantic attraction is like wanting to spend time with them, get to know them, mm-hmm. enter the dating realm, Absolutely. kiss, hug, and yeah. so on and so forth. So Sit back on a Friday night and watch your favorite movie together or watch the series you've been watching forever. Like That, to me, feels like romantic more than the sexual acts. Yeah, but the ultimate core of it is you're desiring to have that romantic relationship with the person. Mm-hmm. So... You want to take the next one, Joss? Sure. Uh, so our next one is platonic attraction. Um, mm. I think I like this one a lot, too, because for me and you, there's a platonic attraction because we're like-minded individuals. We also come from different – we came from a similar but different background, so we share a lot of, like, things that are the same. Yeah, I think platonic kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with, like, emotional to an extent. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a there can be a lot of overlap in platonic, mm-hmm. but, like – you're desiring a friendship yes. with that person. Yep. You're attracted to them platonically. There's no romantic Mm-mm. feelings. Right, exactly. It's it's and this is, you know, a great definition. It says that a platonic relationship is one in which people share a close bond but do not have a sexual relationship. And I think that that just kind of describes it perfectly. Um mm-hmm. you're not sexually or physically attracted to that person but maybe in in an intellectual or emotional sense you are because you share something similar or you just have that sort of magnetic attraction (laughs) i think i I do think when i think of the magnetic charm that you brought up i do think of somebody Mm. and like that is totally i'm like you're just such a great person like i'm just attracted to how energetic and just like how cool you are you're like you seem like such a good friend right i just want to befriend you Mm -hmm. and i'm like please come interact with me more yeah yeah absolutely um and there's there's some things about this they kind of break it down a little bit and it's like um there's like types of relationships that kind of trend with this i guess and it's like closeness honesty acceptance and understanding i feel like these are more qualities than like types of relationships i feel like these are qualities of a platonic relationship so you still share that same closeness that you might in a romantic relationship in the sense that you need someone's someone else's perspective when you're going through something but again there's not that sexual interaction um and then like honesty uh i think this kind of goes hand in hand with any of the ones we're going to talk about i think you just want honesty right like I would hope so. Right. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I feel like this is baseline for any relationship is honesty. Um, But it kind of describes it, which I like this part that they describe. Both individuals feel that they can share what they really think and feel with the other person, which, yeah, that describes it perfectly. I mean, I think that rolls me right into the next one, which is emotional attraction. I think emotional and platonic would overlap. Absolutely. So emotional attraction is usually based off the personality or the inner characteristics of the person that you're attracted to. Um, You just want to learn more about them, who they are as a person, gain that deeper intimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, So example, like you're usually asking like a lot more questions. You want to show attention to their interests in a non-romantic way. Mm -hmm. Um, this type is a basis of things like friendship, mm-hmm. hence the platonic. Yep, absolutely. Um, it actually, in a study, in one study, I will say it's only one, <laughs> they found that it is to, more important to be emotionally accessible than to be sexually accessible. I agree with that. 
Um, I agree with that, but I was like, why is it only one study? <laughs> well, maybe only one study for now, but maybe it is something that is being studied and the studies aren't completed. So, like, we don't actually have any data on them. But I agree. I think emotional attraction and access is way more important than being sexually accessible. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I feel like everyone is looking for that emotional connection. Mm-hmm. So if you're not emotionally available, right, it's gonna stop a lot of that getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Or like being sexually available, I think is a little bit more commonplace. Yeah, and uh, too, like there's like that big buzzword, like emotional intelligence, right? Like we all want someone who's emotionally intelligent and knows what goes on with themselves, but also like can they read someone else and like the change of mood like you're like okay something's going on with you I don't know what but like do you want to talk about it and have that emotional openness to be like I'm here if you need somebody agreed all right so what is our next one after emotional so this is physical attraction I think this is another commonplace one this is your physical attraction to somebody what they look like um but mostly it's like you're wanting to be touched and touch that person Mm. um so you're being around the person sharing physical affection through touch think about the brushing of your shoulders your arm um hand holding hugging kissing you know brushing their hair back like all of those things wanting to have your like hands on that person mm-hmm. you're attracted you want to touch them mm-hmm. i think about that and i think about abs i'm like Ooh. <laughs> i know you're not you're a dad I'm a, bod. <laughs> I'm a dad bod girl but like thighs for me like mm, i love a good pair of legs so like if you got some nice thighs like i'm gonna be like all up on oh you my god. all the time like just like thighs high. ass and abs yeah <laughs> thighs ass and abs that's what the name of this episode should have been i love the entire like form of <laughs> everybody <laughs> but like Man, the thigh jiggle, the butt. <laughs> mm. I don't even love, like, a good butt is great in a guy, but, like, thick thighs. Like, just, like, mm, crush me with those thighs, baby. <laughs> That's why I started, I'm like, am I a lesbian? Because, like, I love me a good pair of thighs. I'm like, no, I love a good pair of thighs. I think we already know where I stand. But uh, the abs is what came to me because, like, you want to reach out and touch them. Mm. You're like, ooh, those are, even if, they, even if I don't like abs personally, like, yeah, you're like, like, those are weird and bumpy. Like, yeah, what like, those feel like? Yeah. Are they hard? Are they soft? Like, yeah. It's the wanting to touch somebody and also receive the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, there is a halo effect mm. that comes into play with physical attraction, which is really interesting. I have heard of the halo effect, but I didn't realize it came to this attraction. I've heard of it. I just, I think I don't fully understand it. So uh, tell me more. So this is the phenomenon of attributing positive characteristics to someone you find physically attractive. Mm. So... Studies have shown that you're more likely to attribute positive characteristics to somebody you find physically attractive. So you might find them more funny, agreeable, um, eco-friendly, hardworking, you know, whatever the adjective is. That, but this goes across every type of attraction. So, like, mm. if you if you find your physical attractive in uh, the hiring process, they may be like, oh, you're conscientious, hardworking, mm. you seem like a team player. Or, like, you're, you know, you're out in a relationship setting. Oh, you really have a positive attitude. You're energetic, loving, funny. You're so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, and also think about when you are actually attracted to someone. You know you're laughing ten times harder because you find them attractive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. That totally makes sense. Yeah. I think I realized that it was happening but didn't realize that it was a halo effect. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely can catch myself, like, 
laughing just simply because my partner is laughing at themselves or their own joke and I'm laughing and I know my partner does the same he'll just laugh because I'm laughing at myself he's like I don't even find you fucking funny but you're laughing so hard like how could someone not laugh at you and I was like I know just funny I'm hilarious he finds you physically attractive exactly so now now we have a definition and now now next time it happens be like babe I know why this is happening let me tell you about it I also love that it's called the halo effect. Like, yeah. we just think of them as angels. Yeah, but I think this also true. has a, a, a kind of a negative side because mm. we, if we do find someone physically attractive, we're more likely to pull out the positives before we're able to pull out the negatives. And those can, the positives can sometimes overshadow, which is why you see, like, you were so different when you were in a relationship because attraction's the first step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you actually, like, get into the deeper parts of the relationship mm-hmm. and you're like, you weren't the person I thought you were. Right. And, I hate when people are like, oh, I, I wasn't attracted to you, like, physically from the get-go. I'm like, yes, you were. Like, regardless of if you met that person, like, in person or if you saw a picture of them, you already were judging a book by its cover and their physical attractiveness before you would even have an interaction with them, whether you realize it or not. I think that there are exceptions, um, especially people that are, like, asexual mm. and stuff like that. But I think especially nowadays, like, in the modern world um, – dating and online profiles like that's the first thing that you see so that is often if you met the person in in person mm-hmm. it's a little bit different um but i think that the exceptions also fall within like in person because you can be attracted to their emotional you have the emotional attraction the intellectual attraction that we're gonna talk about in a couple minutes you know there's other factors where but if you're online for example and you just look at a person you don't know them mm-hmm. you're 100 percent going to be physically attracted to them if you're going after them and that like in the dms you yeah know? absolutely or like and people are like oh but i read their bio and i was like more attracted to that and i'm like but the only reason you clicked on the bio was because you in some way found them physically attractive it's a Honestly, crazy to me how much we rely on physical attraction through dating. Mm -hmm. But that's another episode. (laughs) We could probably do a whole breakdown on physical attraction alone, and it could take up a whole episode. All right, let's go to the other commonplace one, which is sexual attraction. I think we all think of romantic and sexual attraction, like I said. This one is the desire to engage in sexual acts or activity with said person. Mm. Um, This isn't limited to real life which I thought was great it made sense to me yeah definitely you said that and I was like oh it's not limited because you think about like sexual fantasies or I said 2d men yeah celebrity crush yeah absolutely Um, you know you can be attract find something sexually attracting without having it be in the real world Mm. so this usually emits um, feelings of arousal, lust, fantasies, or arousal of people you find appealing, like I said, the celebrity crush. Mm-hmm. Um, physical and romantic attraction will often overlap, but is not required. Mm-hmm. That's why I think everyone gets confused, because when they think of attraction, they put romantic and sexual together. Like, yeah, you want to be in a relationship, and you ha- want to have sex with that person. It's not... They're not the same. Well, it's not congruent either. Yeah. Like you can't, don't have to put them together. Yep. They can be separately. You can be sexually attracted to someone and just want to have sex with them and not have a relationship. Yeah. It's the same. You can just want to have a relationship and not have sex with that person. Mm-hmm. You know, again, asexual people want to have a relationship. Maybe they have other benefits that um, they like about having a relationship, but not be sexually attracted to that person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this is the more intricate ones, which I thought were fascinating. So, aesthetic attraction. I was like, oh, okay, I think this makes sense. I can definitely see this one, only because for myself, I have a type. So, like, 
I'm aesthetically attracted to this type for Agreed. whatever reason. I, I know you know. Like, I know I have a type. And I admit it every single time. People are like, uh, when anyone's ever like, oh, I don't have a type. I'm like, no, bitch. I got a fucking type. Like, you, you I got a type. <laughs> they're tall. They're over six feet. They have a beard and a dad bod. And they probably work in blue collar. I like, mean, as long as you called yourself. <laughs> I 100% know. Like, I have a type. It is without a doubt. I think we all do have a certain type of person we are attracted to, whatever it looks like. But aesthetic attraction is finding someone or something visually beautiful or appealing. Mm -hmm. Um, But where this one is, is it's without the feelings of needing to pursue. Mm. So that's where this one's a little bit different. Um, So think about something you find visually beautiful, like furniture, art. Flowers. Flowers. You're not going to want to pursue or go get that. Mm -hmm. You just, oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. And you don't mind looking at it, like, all the time or, you know, in in moderation. It doesn't have any contact or overlap with the other attractions. Mm -hmm. This type doesn't just go for people and is utilized a lot in marketing from what Mm. I can see. You know, thinking about the clothes that you buy, the furniture you buy, the stuff on Pinterest that's, like, Oh, you know, the cottage core aesthetic. The yeah, e-girl mood, aesthetic. Mood mood boards mood are big. Boards, yep. yep. Absolutely. All the, you know, sage green furniture, like yeah. the dark um academia style, like those are aesthetics. Yeah. That's why I love that word. I love my fucking aesthetics. I love them all. So yeah. Much. Um, so you're finding them attractive, but it's all within the same kind of realm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So the final one is intellectual attraction, which I love this one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is finding someone's thoughts or intellect appealing. Absolutely. I'm just big. Some, I'm, something so satisfying. About it. it is. It, it tickles a different itch than any of the other attractions. Yeah. It really does. Like, that's the best way that I can describe it is, like, I can find you physically attractive. Like, I can sleep with you and find you sexually attractive. But, like... If you're not hitting for me, romantic, sexual, and intellectual, like, I'm out. Oh, agreed. I'm 100%. out. 100%. I can't. I need intellectual attraction. Mm-hmm. If I, can't, if I can't have a good conversation with you, it's not for me. Well, that's my thing. Like, you could be the most beautiful person in the world, but, like, if we can't have a conversation... <laughs> you're dumb as bricks. <laughs> we'll have sexual attraction, but nothing else. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this is the thirst to gain and learn more from the person, um, you know, you're looking up to, for example, like a mentor or an idol, um, it doesn't necessarily require an overlap with another attraction, but a great example of the overlap is sapiosexuals. Mm -hmm. So sapiosexuals is finding intelligence attractive or arousing, um, the need to be intellectually connected with someone before they develop other attractions. So, like, I fall into this bucket. I feel like I'm a sapiosexual. I really need that intellectual connection to lead into something like sexual or romantic attraction. Mm-hmm. Are you a sapiosexual? I think in ways, but I think I can shut that off and just, like, fuck. If I, if I really, like, <laughs> I'm I, I've, yeah, like I, I've been there. Like, I've been in the part of my life where, like, I've talked about, like, my whole phase. Like, I... <laughs> gone i don't like shut your mouth and just fuck me like i don't need to hear your voice i don't need to hear anything we don't need to talk like i can just come over sleep with you and go the fuck home i think it's a mindset like mm-hmm. i definitely feel like i need intellectual for romantic in Absolutely. particular i think that you can sometimes shut off and just be like oh no like we just want to i just want to fuck i just want to fuck like, I, I just i just need to do that primal thing and fuck and that's yes that. but i also experience like the 
need to like want to ask the person questions. Yeah, and I I feel like intellectual can overlap too with emotional in ways because like if you are someone who needs to open up to someone emotionally, you want them to have some sort of intellect to respond in a way Ooh, like that emotional intelligence. Like that's like what we t- like I said like that buzzword is like I feel like there's some overlap there in ways. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. That was a good point. I think that the arousing portion is what kind of stood out for me too. Like you're finding intelligence arousing to you. Like you're Mm -hmm. getting turned on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like if you've ever sat across from somebody just spilling their passion projects or like that grade A, grade A knowledge, you're just like looking at them and be like, get in the fucking room yeah get the- <laughs> sometimes go. i like check out of a conversation i'm like i have no idea what you're saying but like mm, you know so much about this and like when you're done i'm gonna fuck you <laughs> like i'm like all i can think about is fucking you right now i don't even know what you're talking about anymore <laughs> all right so that brings us uh to turn ons and turn offs all right do you want to give me the definition Sure. I think that these go hand in hand because with attraction, you find yourself being turned on by certain things. That's that arousing. Um, So a turn on is something that arouses someone's interest or excitement, a person or thing that causes someone to feel excited or sexually aroused. Turn offs are a person or thing that causes someone to feel bored, disgusted, or sexually repelled. Mm-hmm. So these are both informal definitions. They're considered slang mm-hmm. um, because there really isn't a definition. I even had trouble finding articles on this to have like good research that wasn't that was past like oh the ten top turn ons and turn offs for women and mm-hmm. men. Like I don't need a Buzzfeed article. I wanted like the actual science like a behind Harvard, it. Like, yeah. yeah. But I thought it was interesting, and I really like that they encompass that it's a person or thing, Mm -hmm. because I do read and watch a lot of shows and stuff like that, and people are attracted to things, and they can Mm -hmm. be turned on by things and not necessarily people, so I think it's good that they encompass that. Absolutely. Um, But the turn-ons and turn-offs are going to be different for everyone. They're going to look different for everyone, because it's mostly about personal preference. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you want to give your turn-ons or turn-offs? Do you have any? Um, I know for me, like, a a big turnoff is when someone's super controlling. I can't, like, if you're going to sit across, if our first date, you order for me, I'm out. Like, I won't even stay for dinner. She's I'm going to have a salad yeah, and I'll be a like, water. I'm instantly, like, check and enjoy it. <laughs> Goodbye. And, like, I will get up and leave. Like, that's not something for me. Like, I don't enjoy the controlling aspect. I think, too, because, like, I've had those experiences of being in a controlling relationship, so I don't want any part of that. And for me, I'm definitely turn-ons. If you come home looking all, like, dirty after work, like... Like manual labor dirty? Yeah, yeah. Like, when my man comes home in his boots and, like, his work clothes, I'm instantly like, hi, baby, what's going on? What's she doing? I'm going to go take a shower. No, the fuck you are not getting that bedroom. Like, I don't know what it is, but there is something for me sexually attractive about manual labor. Interesting. Yeah. See, that is a very personal preference. Yeah. I'd be like, go take a shower. Yeah. (laughs) Me, I'm like, not getting your ass in that bedroom. Maybe it's just something like in a different scenario, like someone working out and being all sweaty Mm. and you're like, oh, they're glistening. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought there was some, I, I'm just going to pull out some examples that kind of relate to the attraction types. Um, the only one that's separate is this first one. So I pulled out security. People talk about like financial security, job security, relationship security. So I think financial is like one that men will p- often pick out 
for women. Like, oh, they want us to be financially secure, make a lot of, you know, good money and that type of thing. I wouldn't say that that's a turn on for me. I don't think it's a turn on, but I do think it, I can see where it falls in that security realm because, and I don't, I don't know. I feel like this is on both ends. I don't think this is just like, I think men pick this out that this, this is what women want, but I think women also pick out that like, we just, we want security, whether that is that financial, that job. To me, if you're financially or you have job security, it just means that you'll do what is necessary for yourself. So I think it's more on like a you'll take care of yourself level more than it is like a financial or a job. It doesn't it doesn't for me have to do with those. It has to do with the fact that like you want to support yourself in the way that's necessary. I would align with that. I think that I wouldn't put it in the realm of a turn on or turn no. off. Like I do think that when you you're in the dating pool, you will hear people talk about, you know, like, oh, he works this job and like oh, I'm just not about it. Like yeah. it's such a turn off. Where, like, somebody else would be like, oh, my God, he works that job? That sounds so great. Like, Mm -hmm. it's different. I wouldn't put, like, having security, like, just because we as women would like some type of security doesn't put it in the turn-on realm. No. And that's why I think I I struggle to think about why it comes up so often when you're talking about turn-ons and turn-offs. Like, why do they equate? Why is that the first thing Mm. that pops up? It's the first thing I wrote down. Yeah, yeah. But some of the other ones was, like, physically. So fitness level, facial hair, tattoos, eye color, hair color. Jocelyn just said she had a type. I have a type as well. I really like beards. I love tattoos and body art. Um, I love piercings. Like, eye color. Maybe you really like blue eyes. Or you want the dad bod versus mm. the fit and fit, you know, trim, the skinny boy, whatever no, it is. don't like me any skinny boys. Maybe you really like curly hair or mm-hmm. long hair or, like, the swoopy beautiful k-pop hair yeah <laughs> like, yeah absolutely there are all different types um whatever you find arousing the personality section is more like the tone like the tone in which they speak you know mm-hmm. the dark sultry lower voice <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you really like the high pitch or like the giggle of you know the yeah. laugh of that person um treatment of others was another one like people will be turned off by for example like you talked about the restaurant like how they treat the wait staff, how they mm-hmm. treat their family, their their mother, um, yeah. friends. Yep. I know this one this one's big for me and it's funny that you brought this up because my spouse and I just had this conversation this morning. And it's funny because he is so sweet in his sleep. Like he may roll and take all the covers, but the minute I like start to pull back on the covers, he's like, Oh here, baby, sorry, take these. Here you go. Here you go. He'll give me all the covers and won't even realize what he's doing because he's half asleep. And it's like that treatment of others, even when he's half asleep and doesn't even know what he's doing, that's attractive because I'm like, he that that's when he's asleep. Like, that's your true character coming through because you have no mental idea what's actually happening. And I think that's why it comes into play a lot with, you know, people talking about, you know, how they treat their mother and their family. Or you're, like, looking at, you know, a a guy hanging out with his child. Like, it just emits a reaction Mm -hmm. from you. And you're like, wow, they seem so caring and compassionate. And that's what makes it, like, a turn on. Mm -hmm. Um, I also put in the personality, like, trustworthiness. Like, are you able to trust your partner? Do they feel sketchy? Are they going to throw you in a van? Are they going to cheat on you? Like, whatever that is, you might have a turn mm-hmm. on or turn off. Um, I think that within personality, too, there's, like, the type of person that they are. Like, more dominating mm. or, like, more yeah. passive. Um, which relates to my next one, which is sexually. 
So turn-ons and turn-offs would be like preferences, um, types of lover, whether you're a good lover. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't say good lover. Um, Experienced. No. Like if you're a selfless lover, like mm. if you, or if you're a little bit more selfish, like you're always, you know, wanting to give it to the partner or maybe you're not so, and that could be a turn-off. People, you know, I've talked to friends that are like, you know, he never goes down on me. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a turn-off. Like, mm-hmm. he's always just wanting to focus on his own sexual pleasure and not mine. Like, that can be a turn-on or a turn-off. Um, I think types of lover can also go into, like I said, dominant subs, mm-hmm. um, brats, whatever you, yeah. whatever your type uh, category. Kinks, fetishes go into that as well. So mm-hmm. if you – and there is a difference, which we'll talk about in another episode. But, um, you know, kinks can be – more dominating, tied up, that's so like bondage, S and M or fetishes, you know, balloon fetishes, people like I don't even know I think balloons I don't know why balloons comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like balloons. balloons? Okay. No, no, I watch so just for the backstory there so it doesn't seem uh interestingly weird. I love learning about other people's sexualities and like what happens and like I love relationships. That's why this shit's my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And so I watch a lot of videos on like what other people experiences during kinks fetishes and there's actually i love this hoax she was so great she'd go into like other places other sex shops across the world and she would experience things so like one of them was like balloon fetishes like balloon animals or um even like furries and stuff like that would be another where they need it to get off and this one kind of freaked me out because i'm claustrophobic which we talked about but some people like being and totally encased in in a balloon, like a latex. Yeah, I've then, seen those videos. And then they suck out, out the air. Yep, that freaks me out. That's no, a, no. She, so your mouth is the only thing that's actually there so that you can keep breathing, but people will be confined in that, like, no air space of a balloon. And, like, yeah. So, like, that I'm getting is chills thinking about it being comes stuck up like that. Because it's an interesting, different one. But again, yeah. like foot fetishes, you know, yeah. butt fetishes, whatever your bread and butter is, those are types of turn off. Yeah. <laughs> away from the topic. <laughs> uh, is there uh, anything else for us across like attraction? Like, do are do you have any tips? Do you have any tools? Do you have any places to? Do more research. Yeah, I did find some nice tips. Um, this is, goes across like the attraction board, not mm. specifically for turn-ons and turn-offs. But I think when you're doing dealing with attraction, you're going to experience all those different types that we just talked about. So you really need to discover your feelings and evaluate what you're feeling because, you know, what you like and don't like, what makes you feel good and what makes you feel bad, mm. um, what's important to you. If financial security is a turn on and it's something that's important to you, you're gonna put it on the turn on. It's gonna you're gonna find it more attractive. Mm-hmm. So like knowing what you feel and what you like is a great place to start if you absolutely don't. and and deep dive discover that like do research like find articles take quizzes if that's your thing. Like, I have a question. How did okay. you find out that you really like dad bod manual labor bearded gentlemen? <laughs> I, I wish I had, like, a specific pinpoint to be like, yeah, no, nah, this is my type. It was just, like, after – I think it was more or less, like, after my hoe phase and really, like, then starting to start to date again. I was like, wow, I keep dating these same guys. And I was like, why? And I was like, what is the common theme? I'm like, oh, they all have beards. We all know I like beards. And I was like, no, 
it's deeper than that because I dated guys that didn't have beards and they're in they're in like that same category. I'm like, so the dad bod? I'm like, yeah, but like this is a sexual attraction. Like there's got to be something more to it here than the, just that. And I was like, I think really what it is is it's like how hard you're going to work because I've been in relationships where people don't work hard and I'm like, I can't. There's no arousal for me. There's no turn on. I'm like, okay, like you have all of the other like physical attractions or the aesthetic attractions, but it's like you're not doing the hard work. So you were able to like look at your past relationships and kind of like pull evaluate out common themes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, that's interesting. I actually, I think it was just the aesthetics for me. Like I said, I'm an aesthetics queen, so like I would be on the internet or like scroll across somebody's photo, and I'd be like. Why do I feel some type of way about that? <laughs> what is it? And then, like, again, the common themes. And I was like, beard, tattoos, piercing. <laughs> yeah. I think it really is just, like, if, you're, if you've been in the dating realm for a while, take a look at that. And also, like, this is going to sound really, like, weird, but in a psychological fact, like, you look for people that are similar to how you grew up, your parents, who you're surrounded with, and Don't things say that. like Don't. that. I, <laughs> my mother clearly had a type, and, uh, <laughs> and that is not my type in the slightest, like, woo! No, it may not be, it may not be, but there may be underlying characteristics. You want someone who's funny, you want someone who is going to be supportive of you, and are those, like, characteristics that came from your parents? Like, I think it doesn't even have to be on a sexual No, but they, realm, they do but... say you marry somebody that's like your, you know, father or mother mm-hmm. and that type of thing. Absolutely. And I mean... I... Freud getting up in here. Yeah, what this bitch. Um, but yeah, no, I think this, like, this is great. And it, looking at my past relationships is really what helped me. And if you're new to the dating realm, like, look at the types that you are either swiping with or going on dates with or whatever and see, like... Okay, is there a common theme between these people? Yeah, I think another one is, like, if you don't have any past relationship experience, I think that's why it's good to, like, look at what makes you feel good or Mm. what's important to you. But I think that you can also just, like, we have the internet nowadays, so just scroll all different types of aesthetics. Like, pick your orientation that you're attracted to, and then just put in and just see what stands out to you. Like, oh, man, athletic guys over there, or, like, the super skinny with the baggy pants and yeah. skater boy type like right. whatever you pull out and then you can work on the emotional side as well like yeah you can sometimes it's easier to start with that physical attraction absolutely or like the aesthetic attraction yes yeah versus like being like oh I want someone who's emotionally going to be this way or that way or this way because sometimes when you get those people you're like oh wait hold on like I know I was like I want someone who's intellectual and then I dated someone who was like a know-it-all and just thought that they were right about everything and they had all of this knowledge and da 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 and I was just like it's great until it gets to a point where because you're so knowledgeable you're putting me down I don't like that that's and that was where I was like okay we learned I like intellectual but I like intellectual in a way that we can have an open conversation and disagree and still be okay and yeah. not at a point where it's a disagreement and you're putting me down because you think that you're right. So you established that it was – you needed that collaborative intellectual, oh, yeah. <laughs> intellectual conversation, not so much like, hey, you're just really smart and you know a lot of things you can ramble off. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I think that brings us into a great next point, which was num- tip number two was to create and maintain boundaries. Mm-hmm. So – learning how you experience attraction and then what are you willing to accept Mm -hmm. and creating boundaries around that. Yeah. 
I think that one just kind of sits for itself. You have, it's like I think you should be creating boundaries anyway. It's, it's hard to do sometimes. Boundaries mm-hmm. are just so important because you know what you're willing to and not willing to accept. Yeah, absolutely. Um, understand your intent or motivation. So what is driving you to this feeling of attraction? What do you want out of the relationship? Mm, and like I like we that said, second one. When we, ta- when we talk about relationship, it doesn't mean a romantic relationship. It just means what do you want from that person? What do you want from that connection? Mm-hmm. Maybe you do only want a platonic friend's relationship. Maybe you want to fuck that person. Yeah. Maybe you want someone who's more emotionally accessible. Maybe you just want to drain all of the knowledge that that person knows and take it for yourself and go away. And bye bye. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great one and go on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that attraction sometimes can be automatic mm. and you don't know why. And sometimes you do have to sit with yourself and be like, man, I'm really feeling that magnetism towards that person. Like, yeah. And sometimes it is sexual. Sometimes you're like, my pussy's fucking pounding. And I don't even know fucking why. I, I don't know. I don't even like this guy. Like, yeah. You have to dig a little deeper when yep. you're thinking about what type of attraction, why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Yeah, you're like, okay, it's a physical attraction, but why is it this physical attraction? Like, what is it that is physically making like, me Like, are they just meeting my type? <laughs> yeah. Or is there something more to it? Mm-hmm. Is uh, it? Are they wearing a pheromone perfume? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Uh, tip number four is there is no right way to experience attraction. Attraction is and looks different for everybody. So there is no right way to experience it. Nothing should make you feel weird because you find it attractive. Nope, absolutely not. Why am I not remembering the show? You know what show I'm talking about? I think so. The ones where they like... The TLC one? Yeah. <laughs> My Strange like... Addiction? Yeah. Nope. Nope. That's different. No. Oh no, maybe it was my strange addiction. They do go. They do have some that I think that do they have like a sub series that's about like people that like marry their beau or marry. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, me too. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, of I think it is my strange addiction. But I re- I remember like the guy that was in love with his car. Like, yeah. He felt physically attracted to his car. Yep. There's no. It, it might look weird to fucking other people, but if it makes not, you happy, then do you, boo? Yeah. Right. And like. I think that's that plays so into this, like, we think there are societal norms, like, we should be, we should cater to this, or we should do that, and it's, like, not everybody's built that way. Like, maybe the majority of people are built to have a physical attraction towards something that's human, but not everybody is. We don't even understand all life forms that are out there. How are we supposed to know all about us, and there's that, that there's a right way to feel attraction? Something. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so the final one, which is the one I love the most, is that attraction can change and understanding that attraction does change. Mm-hmm. So I think that at some point in both of our lives, we probably experienced some type of attraction that was like unwarranted or that we didn't want. Mm. And we're like, why are we feeling this type of like way towards this person? What am I feeling? What do I want out of the relationship? We ask ourselves those questions. And sometimes you just have the answer and you're like, well, that person is really meeting my needs, you know, emotionally, but also they're physically attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Does that mean I want to leave my relationship or like, you know, stop being single so that I can go explore it? It doesn't always mean that. Mm-mm. And I mean, make sure you, you evaluate that too. Yeah. Cause you can, 
I'll just say that you can fuck up some really great relationships if you feel like attraction always leads to some type of sexual or romantic attraction. Absolutely. There's more to it, as Mm -hmm. this episode clearly shows. But also that attraction can change in other ways. You can be attracted to somebody. Like you just said, your past relationship, he was really intellectual at first, but then he became and had a condescending attitude about it, and that changed your attraction. Mm -hmm. Attraction can drop off. It will go away. I've been attracted to people that, like, they're on my brain. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't get enough. Oh, why do I need more? And then at some point, it just kind of, like, fizzles off. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it really wasn't anything major. Like, it, you can have minor attractions. And it's without like a, it being like, oh, it needs to lead to something. I, I want to be, I'm in love with them. And that's why I have a crush on them. And that's why. Yeah. And it's also like, we have to remember there's an attraction to newness, right? Like something that's new, something that's exciting. Shiny. Yeah, the, exactly. A shiny object syndrome. Grass like, is always greener on the other side. Like it's, it's not the case. Like you have to really, I think, evaluate what kind of attraction this is. And does it warrant me? moving on from something that I've shared with somebody else or I'm sharing with somebody else to explore this in that romantic or sexual way. And most of the time, at least in my experience for myself, no, it it never warranted anything that would have outweighed what I already had. Yeah. I don't think attraction always needs action. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of us get caught up. Like you just talked about and made a lot of great points. Also, I, I always think about like, kids mm. when they're talking about like oh you know billy punched you and that's why he really likes you like no maybe billy just has a physical connection he wants to be touched or <laughs> experience that like i also want to just like drop that curtain of like touching other people is so taboo if you're not related like if mm-hmm. you're not in a relationship with them like people need physical intimacy <laughs> i know for myself like i'm someone who's super touchy like if i'm laughing with you like sometimes i'll just like it, it's like i just grab onto you and i'll laugh or like i'll walk by someone and like i'll just like touch your back or like hey behind you and like i put my hand out but it's more as like a it, i don't know like especially it's, in that sense it's like hey i'm right here so you can judge how far i am and like if you start to come back too far i can like stop you or yeah, as long as it's yeah. like friendly intent yeah I don't think that we should be equating it to, like, attraction. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that person's touching me because they're attracted. Like, mm-hmm. they're attracted to me. If it's consistent, like, re- eye contact, you know, yeah. rubbing your sh- elbow, trying to brush up on you, okay, maybe it's a little bit more. But it looks different, and we just need to stop, like, connecting it with other things, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, to back to the tip, attraction can change. And the best tip I can give you alongside of that is to maintain communication. Whatever relationships that you are trying to grow or thrive in, maintain an open door of communication because if your attraction has changed you guys are going to need to talk about that or maybe you've attracted you found out you're attracted to something else you need to bring it into your relationship yeah absolutely talk about it absolutely 100 percent. all right do you have any other thoughts i don't know this was a great episode i learned a lot i think there was so much in here that was like that explains this, that explains that. And I'm like, huh, okay, cool. I think uh, this episode was great. So you want to take us out? All right. So our next episode is going to be about dating um, online or in person. What the great debate about those two. So I'm going to say follow, rate, like, and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at tabletalks.podcast. And my little memo to you guys at the end of this would be remember that you may find yourself intrigued, attracted to, or turned on by someone, but that doesn't mean that you want a romantic or sexual relationship 
with them. Attraction comes in all different forms and it is 100% natural. There's no way, there's no wrong way to feel attraction. So stick with it, dive a little deeper and go be attracted and attractive to other people. See you later guys!